Number one song from 1998. That's Brother Kane, I Lie in the Bed I Make. Uh, number one song, uh, so impressed Virgin, their record label at the time. They said, okay, see you later. <laughs> they got it. <laughs> and then that was it uh, for Brother Kane. But the good news is uh, Brother Kane is reforming uh, to play some shows. And more importantly, they're going to record new material. And uh, I'm so happy to hear that because what a great sounded band. From that band, uh, Damon Johnson is on the phone with us. Damon. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. You know, um, we just, uh, obviously there's a lot happening. We're definitely happy that this pandemic seems to be skating in the right direction. And uh, so many of my musician friends and, and bands, you know, it feels like everybody's starting to get back to something closer closer resembling normal well you kept yourself pretty busy as best you could (laughs) i mean what you last i heard dwyer told me yeah he's uh playing and then he he he's opening for leonard skinner and then he plays with leonard skinner i'm like how's that work (laughs) two concerts in one night (laughs) yeah it's crazy guys that's exactly what it was two concerts in one night um yeah, the whole uh, opportunity with Leonard Skinner literally dropped out of the sky. You know, it, 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 all credit to my old friend, Ricky Medlock. Uh, we've been buddies for over 30 years, and uh, he was the one that reached out when Gary Rosington had had another heart attack, essentially. And, uh, you know, they had all these shows booked that had to get rescheduled from 2020. Then they got pushed to 2021, and like so many other bands, you know, it's not just the bands that have been out of work. It's the road crew, the management the staff, you know? Sure. So to maintain those shows that they had already rescheduled, Gary gave them their blessing to bring in somebody else. And I got the call. Uh, and you, uh, uh, your current band, the get ready, uh, were they already scheduled to open some of those Leonard Skinner dates or did that just become a happy coincidence uh, once you kind of became uh, in their, uh, once you kind of came in their radar? Well, what that really became guys was sort of, um, it was almost like a purpose of convenience uh, credit to my manager who had the idea when he was working all this out with their management, he said, Hey, if Damon's band, could be the first of three acts to open the show that guarantees that he's on the premises no matter what. And then if Gary <laughs> recovers or get, you know, or feels healthy, of course, you know, okay, he so. can play. And then if Gary doesn't play, then Damon can, you know, he'll be there to fill in. So unfortunately, you know, Gary never really felt strong enough to come back guys. So, uh, the get ready opened, I think it was seven shows. Uh, out of about 23, I did 23 shows total with them last year. So there so, was a, like uh, that a con- was incredible, like a contingency plan all around. Just yeah, in a case. little bit. Yeah. And how yeah, is he I mean, doing? There's no. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say there's no blueprint for something like this. It's it's rare that there are other situations like this. So uh, everyone was kind of having to make it up as we went along. Yeah. And any, how is Gary Rossington doing now? Any update or have you heard? Or? Yeah, Gary's doing okay. 
Gary's doing okay. He continues to recover. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone that's familiar with the band and and certainly Gary's story knows that he's had really a couple of decades of heart issues. Yeah. And, um, you know, this next setback, I mean, Gary just turned 70 and, you know, I talked to him when I saw him in Atlanta and he told me, he goes, man, I feel really good. He goes, the problem is, is I just get tired so fast He goes, I can walk across the street to the mailbox and I'm, I'm winded. So, um, he got up and played a couple of songs with us in Atlanta that night. And, uh, you know, he sounded great. He looked great, but, uh, again, it's more a question of just his energy level. Yeah. And, uh, well, trying to put so together, right now, trying to put together a tour's worth of uh, playing is tough for anybody at seventy. But if you've got the uh, circulation issues that he has, uh, it's just it's a tall order. The recovery is going to take a long time. So that's a great a great chapter closed um, because you were able to come in and just really uh, part of your. I think legacy, Damon, is going to be that you can come in and you can play with anybody at any time at a high level for an extended period of time. And you don't bring any ego or any other issues into anything. And it really is a magical kind of a quality that you have. Um, and with Leonard Skinner, it just happened. It was great. Can I ask a, a question that's been on my mind, though, about that? Because sure. because when you're in there and, and you guys in the get ready, you're all rocking it out and having a good time. And then those dudes go back on the bus and then you got to like change out of your cool leather jacket. And <laughs> then you got to put on a T-shirt that says, you know, Southern by choice or whatever it is. And you go out there to play for Skinner. Is there an extra paycheck for Damon? Yeah, you're working two jobs. <laughs> Well, hey, look, there's no question, man. That yeah. there's a, <laughs> Gotta get paid. I, I, well, yeah, I mean, look, it's not, it's just, that's just business. You know, those uh, pulling, pulling double duty. I mean, certainly uh, there was no fanciful, gigantic budget for the opening band, let me assure you. Uh, so it was, uh, but it was definitely enough for me to take care of my guys to get them transported to and from. Um, Fair and enough. let me be clear about, let sure. me be clear about something, Greg, I'm still, I'm still scheduled to help Skinner some in 2022. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So we're not closing any chapters. Thing, okay. Correct. The tricky <laughs> thing for me, um, uh, as it relates to what you said right before you brought me on about brother Kane, you know, brother Kane, we're just kind of sticking our toe in the water. You know, we wanted to book a couple of real shows and that's what we've got uh, in late April. And then it's going to be a little. Uh, call him back. Would you? Yeah. Why don't we take a quick break All right. and we'll come back and we'll talk about the reason we talked to, we called him is because brother Kane is back out on the road and going to be doing some studio work too. Back on the phone. Let's pick up where we left off. So we there got will- word that there is a brother Kane reunion. How did all this come about, and what is all entailed? You mentioned a couple of concert dates. One I know is up in Milwaukee, so you you take it from there, Damon. Yeah, guys. Um, I want to tell you, this is the first 
you guys are the first real interview I've done to talk about all of this. So I don't have everything in a nice, concise soundbite. You know what I mean? You're um, not on a nice, concise soundbite radio show. So yeah. this is perfect. This could yeah, take an hour. We I, understand. <laughs> well, my manager, my manager had the idea. He called me about six weeks ago and he said, hey, man, what about Brother Kane? And I said, what about Brother Kane? <laughs> and uh, he just said, look with everything you've achieved over the last five years with your solo stuff, it's helped your profile considerably playing with Skinner. A lot of people talked about brother Kane while I was on the tour, not the least of which was the band itself. When Johnny Van Zandt would introduce me every night, he would say from brother Kane and people would react. They'd be like, Oh yeah, we like brother Kane. So, uh, my guys and I, you know, my manager and my agent, we talked about it like, well, let's, Let's ease out into that. Um, maybe we could get a couple of really cool places to play, see how we feel, see what it sounds like. Um, and he said, what do you think? I said, I think I'm cool with that as long as it is great and we're having a great time and there's no you know, headaches, man. There's a lot of challenges with getting people's schedules to align, Dwyer and Michaels. It is the bane of my existence. <laughs> well, you're the, the busiest one, the last, though. <laughs> you're the one who's creating well, all the trouble. <laughs> well, check it out, guys. That's why that this can work now. Because, look, uh, Brother Kane is like Nine Inch Nails, and I'm Trent Reznor, okay? <laughs> I'm the boss. Okay. That's how, it, that's how it has to... That's how it has to be. Because... It's my like we can only have one guy with a tricky schedule. Anybody else, it, it, I, I just can't. I can't surf that, those waves. It's just, it's just such a headache, man. So that's why essentially the the brother Kane that I have assembled for this are all my friends that live here in Nashville, guys I've been playing with for years. Because getting the original band, the entire original band, right now is not possible because everyone has other commitments and they're very busy okay but this is a first step you've made commitments you know you you, you it, it, it's hard to go your separate ways and then bring everybody back together at a new starting point right um you stay oh, listen, imagine this my, my wife had the best example she goes what if you worked with a group of people at you know a restaurant 30 years ago and then all of a sudden you say, hey, let's get all those same people back together and open the restaurant again. It's, it's, just, it's just not practical, man. The it's logistics. The logistics uh, for any occupation, I suppose. It's no different. Yeah, I mean, think about it, guys. When Brother Kane was together, all four of us lived in Birmingham. We hung out together. We went out together. Our wives were friends. It's like we had a, you know, a community right there in town so to rehearse or to travel everything was very simple it's it's not like that now everybody's spread out all over the place well you know 25 years have gone by of course not um and when you were in brother kane and you were seeing your real first taste of success together as a band as a unit you're all friends you're all kids basically um, there's a there's a dynamic that's for sure changed. What is it like 
See if you can take yourself back in time and talk about what it was like to be hanging out with this group of guys, all your wives and girlfriends or friends. You're playing music everywhere you go. People are loving you. What is that like? And do you have any idea how fleeting it can be? Well, you definitely aren't thinking about how fleeting it is until you can feel things starting to kind of run out of gas. And what I mean by that is some of your relationships that are vital, like the record company, like your A&R person. Guys, we had so many changes at our record label over the course of the three albums that we put out. Um, You know what I mean? It's like you can talk about bands from the late 60s, the 70s, the 80s, Many of those bigger, successful, steady bands, they also had the same management the whole time. They had the same record label president, you know, because it's a lot of moving parts to to have a career, to promote a band, to grow a band's audience. Um, and there were just so many changes, guys, that, you know, on that Wishpool record, thank you for playing I Lie in the Bed I Make, by the way. You know, and when I hear that song, I just think, man, what a great record, what a great album. And one year after it was released, we were like, yeah, this is not working. We, we're, <laughs> we're losing ground. Radio had changed. Yeah. Guys, rock radio had changed For a sure. third time. Yeah. And, you know, in 1998, 99, you, you probably remember that was the age of Limp Biscuit, Corn, Marilyn Manson. It was a heavy, aggressive thing and we just didn't have we didn't have a place in that man there was nothing about that music that you know that we could fit brother kane in that and you know we couldn't be a part of that and um so yeah you do then you go yeah this is fleeting guys like maybe we're done right now and we were we were exhausted by the end of it too those those wives and girlfriends had been left at home for so long um you know i think all four of us wound up, you know, divorced at the end of that because we lived on the road. You had to be on the road to try and and keep it going and and grow it. And those are tough, man. Those are tough situations. And now with the wisdom of hindsight and lessons learned, uh, Brother Kane is reuniting. Uh, uh, It's uh, what we read is uh, uh, 2022 and 2023. So that, I'm assuming there's going to be new Brother Kane music, correct? Well, look, I'm I'm totally open to that. It would make complete sense that if if Brother Kane is going to become an ongoing thing again, there's no question. Uh, I would want to make some new music. I mean, I've I've got no shortage of stuff here, uh, and I have, you know, as far as ideas musically and. It's fun for me as an artist to go, okay, in my creative umbrella, now I've got a place to stick some songs if I think, oh, this does sound like a Brother Kane song. This could be right for that band. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely the person that has the greatest sense of, of what that is. And again, I, the thing I'm most excited about, fellas, is to have such a great team around me. I haven't had a manager, a personal manager, since Brother Kane in in ninety nine and two thousand. 
Because as you know, for the last 20 years, I've played with Alice Cooper yep. and Ben Lizzie yep. and Black Star Riders. All of those bands had had management, and there was really nothing to manage. I would just wait for the email with, yep. here's the tour date. <laughs> that's what it is. That's an easy gig. <laughs> that's an, yeah, it's a totally easy gig. Yeah. So, But now there is a lot to manage. we got to manage where to play, when to play. If there's going to be new music, we got to figure out how in the hell do you market a new Brother Kane album in 2022 or 23, rather, and one person is going to have to write a check for that, and his name is Damon Johnson. <laughs> there's no, there's no record labels. Or, you know, it's just a different landscape now. So we got to make obviously informed smart decisions about things like that but the desire is there right i think is what i'm taking away from this totally man totally right. look uh to have buck johnson on keyboards who's also an aerosmith uh we've been collaborators for 25 years almost like brothers uh jared pope as you know has been my drummer for the last 15 years he was with me in whiskey falls back in 2007 so uh, there's history there, and I'm so happy to have the OG, the original Brother King bass player, Glenn Maxey, okay. on board. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, I saw this story, and I got so excited. I, I've i uh, been uh, I've been part of your, uh, your Facebook uh, concerts through the pandemic while you were uh, holed up in Nashville. Um, He'll I, write that check, Damon. He'll help you out with I, the funding. I feel like a part of a special group of <laughs> of fans and uh, uh, people who appreciate uh, what what you're doing uh, with the get ready. Uh, how you can look back and and dip into all the different parts of your uh, previous projects with such a plum. It's it's so fun to watch those shows. It was a really intimate look. Uh, in a way that that I never would have been able to watch any artist really until the pandemic, uh, and and now I saw Brother Kane was going to play a show, so I immediately went out without even asking my wife to give you an idea, and I bought tickets to that show in Milwaukee because on the outside <laughs> chance that you end up doing something else down the line and a new Brother Kane record doesn't come out. I want to be able to say I saw that brief moment of nostalgia and hope that come together to create Brother King music on stage. So I I had to be there. I have to be there. And I'm totally on board with whatever comes of this. I hope you guys have a blast and that uh, Brother King music gets released again. Uh, even if Damon Johnson has to write that check, I think it's absolutely <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Wow, Greg, you said a lot right there. Let me first say thank you so much, brother. Thank you for, you know, thank you. Thank you for uh, watching and supporting all the efforts we've made over the last two years just to keep active musically in this insane time in world history. Um, I'm so excited about this Milwaukee show. I can't even put it into words. I've played that theater a few times over the years, and Todd Fink, the guy that, basically manages it is a lifelong brother Kane fan. And every time I see him, he goes, what about brother Kane? So <laughs> it's so fitting. It's so fitting that his amazing venue is, is one of the first places we're going to play. And, uh, 
I'm also excited to tell you, man, that so many of of my diehard followers and certainly diehard Brother King fans that have bought tickets, plane tickets, reserved hotels, they're coming to Milwaukee because they feel the same way about it as you just so eloquently said. So uh, it's going to be a special night. Well, uh, here's from a listener. I remember the first time hearing of Brother Kane. They were opening for Van Halen at the Mark in Moline. I think it was 1996. I was hooked. Always liked them ever since then. So the you talk about diehard fans when they put that together uh, and and remember that time. Um, I see it's Milwaukee, and then are there any other dates that you have? Uh, Joliet is one of them, but are you making a swing through our neck of the woods? Right now, those are the only two shows that are confirmed, guys. But there's Uh, more coming, Joliet on the the 21st and uh, Milwaukee the 22nd. Yeah, there's definitely more coming. Uh, Leonard Skinner just announced a handful of shows just yesterday. And, uh, again, man, the thing I'm really excited about is, is, is looking like Skinner is only going to play about 30 shows the entire year. So that frees up lots of time for us to see what we could do with more Brother Kane dates. Um, you know, it's, it's still, uh, as they say in England, it's early days. You know, we're <laughs> on the front end of this. And, there, okay. and there's, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of an amoeba. You know, it's moving and shaping and shifting and and, uh, you know, we still got some things to figure out, but there's no question, man. We would love to play up in your neck of the woods, guys. All right. Uh, I know there's some diehard Brother King fans there. So now you're getting into the, the the reason there's only two dates. You're getting into the logistics that you mentioned a little while ago about how it's not just your schedule. It's a lot of other people's schedules all having to come together. It's, so it's, it's complicated. It's the, it's the biggest challenge. It is complicated, and especially when... You know, there's there's crew people involved. There's transportation. There's all there's all that stuff. And listen, these I'm not complaining. These are great problems to have. These are great challenges to have because the ultimate goal is the, to have that experience in that room with those fans and those longtime supporters. Because listen, I'm going to be just as excited to hear you know and fools shine on yeah. as they are because it's I. I'm so proud of those songs. I love those songs, and I'm I'm grateful to have them in my in my history and, and part of my musical story. Well, listen, uh, we were excited to read that uh, your name and the words "Brother Kane" all in the same story, <laughs> yep. instead of you might remember him from you know uh, referring to a reunion and beyond just a couple of dates that there's. Uh, more to come. That's that's pretty exciting stuff. So uh, it's always good to talk to you. Um, stay busy. Keep keep working out. I think the biggest hurdles are in the rearview mirror. Logistics. That's you guys will figure that out, right? Yeah, that's just that's just the, uh, the that that's office work right there. <laughs> right. As, uh, as my manager says, we got lots of office work to do. But man, we got the music down. The band. It is amazing. I'm just so proud that, that the guys were as fired up to do this as I am. And uh, matter of fact, I've got a rehearsal today with Buck. We're going to be going over the vocals, and we want everything to be strong, the background harmonies and guitar parts. And uh, I'm having a blast, guys. And thank you so much for having me on. And 
Uh, again, I appreciate your enthusiasm about all of this. Thank yep, you. Uh, you, we we wanted to check in with you just to just to see if there was any update, and you told us all that we needed to hear, all that you could tell us at this point. So it's it's um, it's exciting stuff. And yes, with the pandemic out of the way, that opens up a lot more in the uh, in the lane, if you know what I mean. Yes, all yes. Right. Now let's get these gas prices down. So we can afford to drive that trailer <laughs> all over the country. <laughs> all right, Damon. Best to you, my man. Thanks for talking to us, and uh, we'll keep an eye on what's going on, okay? We'll see you out and about. See ya. Dwyer, Dwyer and Michaels, thank you guys so much. All the best. All right. Um, I hope I see you really soon. All right, we'll do. Thanks, Damon. Take care. Bye. All right. All right. There you go. Wow. He's not he's not kidding, too, when he talks about logistics and, and he's got to write the check. I didn't even think about that. You got to get There's your, no record company. You got to get your stuff in a trailer, and you got to bring it up to all these places. And all of a sudden, gas is twice as much as it was more than that by the, from the last time you drove around and played shows. Yep. You better stick with those Skinner gigs for a while because that's where the check comes in. <laughs>